Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Inside the Coach's Office. My name is Tom Murphy Jr. and I'm here as always with Coach Barnes. And today we have two very special guests and we're going to be talking about the topic of girls flag football. To, um, today we have Chris Fr Fritching, uh, um, the Director of Football Education with the Detroit Lions. And Coach Andrew Prattley of St. Joe's. Uh, Coach Prattley is also the executive director of the Michigan um, High School Football Coaches Association. Um, so welcome to the show, uh, Chris. I'll start with you. If you could just um, mention uh, a few things about yourself. And um, again, thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Appreciate you having me. Um, Chris Fritching, director of football education for the Detroit Lions. Just concluded my 19th season in this role. Um, people might ask, what do we do in football education? Well, we provide educational experiences for children, parents, and coaches focusing on character development, player health and safety, coaching knowledge, football, and fun. And, and our staff knows that, that that's our one liner. So when someone asks us what we do, we, we do, you know, we're, we're, we, we're focusing on using the game of football as the medium to, to teach character development, to teach player health and safety, to teach the game of football to not only children, but parents and coaches as well. So we, you know, conduct summer camps. We are out in those elementary schools, conducting educational school assemblies, talking about leadership. Uh, we're conducting coaching education programs and, and parent child programs and things of that nature. Just again, to use the game of football as, as the medium to teach uh, what we all as coaches teach on the football field. And, and the thing that's neat about it, we believe is that, that, uh, you know, we, we say at the NFL and the lions, and I'd probably really, if you see uh, Friday nights or around the state of Michigan, really around the country, football is family. And, and you experience in that um, by, by, going to Friday night games, Saturday afternoon, you know, football games on, on campus and hopefully coming down to Ford field and, and experiencing uh, what fan, what football can do. And so, um, we try to, again, use the football as the medium to, to bring people together, to teach these things, to, to, to expand and grow and, and really make a positive impact in our department. Excellent. And coach, um, Andrew Prattley, um, of St. Joe's welcome to the show. Appreciate it very much. Be, uh, 25th year, I think next year for me coaching. And, uh, I think number 20 as a head coach and, uh, Looking forward to my fifth season here in St. Joe's. So um, also serve as the executive director of our coach association, something I'm finished in my first year up as that in that role. i um, been involved with our uh, board of directors for about 20 years and previously served as president. So uh, it's a great role to be able to, to meet lots of people from all over the state and, and certainly have uh, spent lots of time with Chris and Brian over the years as well. So uh, uh, just great to, to get to know people and have our game touch lots of lives all over the state of Michigan. That's excellent. Coach Barnes, how you doing today? Tom, I'm fired up. Like this is this is pretty cool where we're we're gonna take our, our topic into a little bit of a different direction. You know, um, you know, the purpose of this podcast, as you guys know, is we want to grow the game of football in Michigan and, and promote uh all the great things that that we do for football and for, for kids in this state. And um, you know, there's a lot of unpacked untapped potential um, you know, with with you know the girls initiative. Um that, that these guys are putting together and uh so guys you know one of the things i wanted to talk about with you and um you, you know tonight was um you know how, how did this all get started you know i know um last year we had the opportunity at bishop Fuller. We, we we played in the first flag football you know game against uh you know stony creek high school and, and some of the rochester schools uh and, you know and 
in a combined they're a combined team and uh what an awesome experience for our kids and, and girls talk to me all the time now hey coach when are we starting again when are we starting again you know and we're so fired up for that so if you guys could you know kind of how, how did this get started you know on your end um where did the relationship um you know start between you guys and the Lions organization and, and our association and uh you know just kind of talk about that if you could yeah I don't know, Andrew. You want to start? I mean, I, I can. No, I can ahead. start. I can start from where where we started having the conversations. Really, you know, from an NFL standpoint, um, since 2015, there's been a really concerted effort by the NFL to to and and really the 32 NFL clubs to really bring uh, another point of entry to the game, and that's by exposing girls to the game of football. And, and NFL flag is a big initiative. Not only they do a nice job, uh, organizations do a nice job of conducting NFL flag programs for both boys and girls here in our state, but also nationwide. And, and it really special and a flag football program of the NFL. And, and you know, back in 2019, the NFL flag uh, entity started a females and in flag initiative where they got uh 10U, 12U, 14U, and 16U leagues started up around the country. And so I bring that up because the conversation league-wide have, have, have gone back to, again, like I said, 2015. But um, as we started, when I say we, the Detroit Lions and our football education staff, we started uh, going to our annual club meetings each and every year. We started to see that there was more and more clubs that were interested in and, and were uh, initiating girls flag programs at either the middle school and or the high school level. And, and we started um, talking to other clubs at these meetings as to what they ultimately um, tried to do or how they got things started. And, and you know, COVID hit in 2020 and, and then um, all of our programming was done. Um, we couldn't do anything. And really, we kicked back up the conversation for us in April of 21, uh, where my, my colleague Pat Shero and I in our football education um, reached out to the Atlanta Falcons who had started uh, girls flag football in the state of Georgia and really sat down with them and really found out a lot of the, the do's, the don'ts, the, the, the highs, the lows, the, and how they got uh, that sport ultimately sanctioned in the state of Georgia. And the, the, the timing was ironic because that was April 2021 for us. And then I'll never forget, I'm in the airport waiting to go to, to, to Florida with my daughter on, on Memorial Day weekend. And Scott Farley emailed me and or called me and said, hey, we're talking about, we're thinking about wanting to try to, to get girls flag um, going within the coaches association. And I said, hang tight. We're talking about it as well. Um, you know, from our end, let's see how we can pull things together. Um, long story short, Andrew has been a part of our conversations along with Scott Farley and, and Jason Mensing. We've had multiple conversations via Zoom about how we can work together to, to, uh, to partner, to help each other grow the game. I mean, when it's all said and done, it, it, it's not who did it first or who, who started it. It's how we work together, we think. And to to grow this thing, and um, so through a multitude of conversations with with not only uh, us and the, the coaches association, but but districts, uh, school districts, and and things of that nature, um, we're here almost two years later from that initial April 2021 conversations that we started with the Lions, and uh, I think we're 
inching towards the right direction by by uh, ultimately, hopefully, getting a pilot program off the, off the ground this spring uh, on a small scale. I think for, from our standpoint, hopefully the, the coach association agrees. I think we just have to uh, come together and provide a proof of concept first and let other schools know that this is a viable option for girls to be a part of. And if we can get that information, that, that quote unquote pilot league off the ground, capture the content and then disseminate that, that content to the masses around our state through the coaches association. I, I think uh, you know, when it's all said and done, that's, that's going to be a, a nice way to, to get this off the ground um, to the point where uh, other clubs that have um, gotten this off the ground in their States, it's taken about three to four years to ultimately get this, uh, sports sanctioned within their state. And so, uh, again, if, if we can get to a point where we've got schools, um, you know, for example, when we talk to the Atlanta Falcons and I, I apologize, I'm rambling on, but I just, I kind of want to set the, the, the groundwork for, for what, what we've experienced. Um, this, the Atlanta Falcons started by focusing on one specific County within their state. They were thinking they were going to get maybe 10 schools involved. They got, I can't remember the exact number, but 18 to 22 schools involved. The next year they had 50 some schools involved. And so, and it just grew that way. So uh, I think if we, if we follow that similar model, the ability to get a, again, a small pilot league growing four teams, six teams, eight teams, whatever it is uh, to be able to get it off the ground um, with the power of social media, there's a lot of information that we can get out and disseminate to, to let, let girls know this is a club sport to start with within the school. And we've got to figure out the, the, the right partners in terms of the schools that are, involved. but you know what? Um, if they don't want to play that spring sport or they don't want to play that fall sport, if it were to move to that, that's, that's that, that, uh, that session um, here's another option. And uh, it, it's very similar to uh, hopefully it's very similar to the, uh, the power liftings and the bowlings and the lacrosses that have the last X number of years or decades and so forth. So we got to start somewhere and uh, hopefully the conversations that we're having, the momentum around the sport, not only uh, statewide, but nationwide. And, and the, the Super Bowl was this past Sunday and there was a huge commercial promoting uh, girls flag during that segment with a lot of stars, and a lot of NFL people. Um, it's a, a lot of those things combined. We just got to continue to pound the drum and, and, and promote the fact that this is a viable option for girls to get involved in our game. Andrew, no pressure, but we fully expect you to talk that long. So. <laughs> I think Chris said everything there. So, so I, I that was just from our perspective. That's all. <laughs> Scott and I, uh, so Scott was the executive director. Scott Farley and I uh, had, a, had a conversation initially and um, about this. Scott's got a granddaughter that he, uh, you know, was thinking about down the road and kind of things we had talked about. And so it was a great conversation. Uh, Chris has done a great job in leadership for the Lions for many years, doing things educationally across the state and, so I've known him for quite a long time. Um, we were able to connect and, and really have conversations with different groups of people to kind of figure out what the interest looks like, different ideas, sharing things that we had in mind, things that the Lions had learned from other places, things that specifically, you know, the Detroit Lions and Chris had kind of had in mind and kind of, you know, really had some great conversation um, of what it could look like. I think we had a little bit of a lull, uh, unfortunately, with some change in things. And, and, and then we were able to pick back up here, you know, a little bit about six, eight months ago and really talk about what can we do to start moving forward because the Lions really haven't slowed down. I mean, to speak for them a little bit, they've done some great work um, with their facilities in Allen Park, hosting some um, clinics and some different things to try and continue to promote that. And so 
we're looking at some things on our end, you know, first of all, with Brian and, and uh, you know, what the work he's doing for our association and getting this up and rolling for this spring and really setting up some things, a lot of flyers out and some conversation at our coaches clinic in January. And uh, really just trying to grow from our coaches perspective, an idea of this is going to happen jump on board and be a part of it and make it right at your school or let somebody else do it who may not know as much about football or about um, coaching or about what's best for kids, um, you know, and, and kind of be behind the eight ball. So we're really trying to, to get our coaches through our association to really jump on board and, and really promote a uh, flag football team for the girls this spring and, and get something rolling maybe in their community. Um, and as that goes and can develop somebody to maybe take over for them, um, as we continue to grow our coaching, um, you know, I, my wife was a head softball coach for many years, and I, um, I just feel like there's some some value in those women who have played. A lot of women out there have played the sport. A lot of women out there who have uh, coached the sport, and I really feel like there's a power, and I'm getting that, those women involved and really helping to grow the game um, in that regard too. So, so while we're using our association initially to kind of launch this, our goal is certainly to to grow our association through this sport and, and, and grab on to a lot of wonderful female leaders and, and great coaches who uh, can take the reins and, and really run with this and really influence our young women um, to empower them to be successful on and off the field. And, and certainly they have lots of sports that do that. We just feel like football is a great one that um, does a lot of those things. And so it's another opportunity for us to um, have even more people experience the great game of football, both as a, a player coach and, and ultimately as a fan. Yeah. Um, Coach Barnes, for you, so obviously um, we've talked about this on this podcast before that your wife actually played um, professional um, women's football. You have three daughters um, that are into um, athletics and stuff. So what does it mean for you to be involved in, um, um, you know, uh, a sport, you know, in, in, in girls flag football that, is you know football is not generally ever thought of as as a female sport but you're finding especially um you know as years go on more and more girls are becoming interested in football as a sport and as a fan and then in turn wondering oh well how can i participate in this sport as well so you know for you coach uh, you know for someone that has females involved in the game of football in your life what does this um um, girls flag football, you know, and being involved in this and, and, and seeing it grow, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, my, my, my oldest daughter reminds me of the daughter and remember the Titans, uh, you know, she's pretty neat. Um, she's really smart. She watches the game and, and, and she really knows what's going on. And, you know, one of my favorite coaching memories is, um, you know, last spring there, there's a picture of her and I, uh, in the game, um, you know, and we were both pointing in the same direction. It, it was kind of cool, it, like side by side. And it looked like we were both given directions and kind of coaching. So like if you would have told me, you know, when I was in high school or even, you know, college that, you know, I'd be coaching my daughter in a flag football game, I'd say that's insane, you know, and it's, it's pretty cool. And then this year I'll have two daughters at the high school level. Uh, so they'll, they'll be doing that this spring. And I'm really excited about that. And then, you know, my wife, it was, it was an awesome experience. She had a chance to play for the Detroit Demolition, um, you know, back in 2003, I believe. And she played linebacker. And, like, sports are sports, and athletes are athletes, and they're athletes. And there's they, those girls were coached up. Those ladies were coached up and coached hard. And it was no different than the guys. And it was really eye-opening to me. You know, not that I was ever 
you know, against women's athletics or anything like that, but it was definitely really cool to see that they were just, all right, they're just football players, you know? And uh, I truly believe my wife, we joke about this, but um, she could coach on my staff. Uh, I don't know how often that would work, you know, when we got home uh, after practice <laughs> or after games, but um, she definitely, she's smart enough. And uh, we had conversations if, you know, certain things happened on my staff that uh, she, all right, you're going to come coach linebackers and there'd be not a doubt in mind. She would do fine. So I, again, I think it's awesome for the overall state of the game. The more, the more people we can bring into the game and, you know, kind of, you know, what Chris and Andrew uh, touched on um, all the great things that go along with it is, uh, you know, it's just pretty cool. Um, from a safety standpoint, um, coach Bradley, I, I'll, I'll ask you this question or at least start with you. Um, with football being a, uh, you know, violent by nature, um, how how would you go about talking to a parent of a young female um, who might be, you know, a little nervous? Obviously, you know, in flag football, you're not you're not putting the pads on, you're not tackling, but just just the nature of, of football can be violent even without wearing the pads. Um, how would you go about um, talking to a, a parent um, of a young girl and expressing um, how would like, you know, some safety concerns that they, they might have. Yeah. I think that the, there really is a, a pretty big difference between tackle football and flag football. Um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, earlier pre pre-show, I, I had several girls, uh, young ladies play for, for me. My first one was a, a guard back in uh, 2002 uh, and she became homecoming queen uh, a couple of years later, stopped playing football as she got older. But, um, you know, we've, we've uh, certainly had a, our fair share of, of young women and it's always been great to have them and what they bring to our, our team and our atmosphere. But I think that the flag piece is really something that um, does take the contact uh, for the most part out of the game. And, and, you know, you're not wearing helmets, you're not wearing padded equipment. It's, it's a little more um, athleticism in, in space, so to speak. And, you know, being able to watch, you know, watching our young program as we've um, started adding more flag teams in our local community, um, we used to have a flag team kind of at one age group, and it's grown to where we offer it um, the same levels that we offer tackle football and, and younger with flags. And to see the, the young ladies that have come out, and uh, I'll be blunt honest, it's a true story. We were have a, we have a youth camp every year at our community, and about 100 and, 190 kids this past year at our at our camp, and, and divided tackle on one field and flag on the other, and. Uh, the absolute best flag player without question was a young lady who nobody could cover and our varsity receivers are working with her and just have ability to run routes. And uh, she's amazing. I'm still trying to convince her dad that four or five years now she should be playing receiver for me, but uh, hopefully at least she'll be playing in a flag team. And I think that's the key for us is that as these young ladies are experimenting with this sport and, and some of them have played for years, obviously, but as the game continues to grow and expands, um, there's a little bit better knowledge of what, you know, the safety precautions are and, and, and things like that. And again, flag's not really uh, as physical or certainly as violent as, as, as a tackle would be. Um, but it's just great to see these uh, young women take control and, and really show their athleticism, their abilities uh, in a different sport and uh, to really showcase uh, what they can do. And, and really, um, it was awesome to go in and watch her uh, compete during the Saturdays in the, in the fall and, and her teammates. And, and uh, she dominated the same in, in the season as she did in our camp. So um it's also been fun to kind of watch her in middle school basketball this winter and just see how she continues to to expand as an athlete in general but uh you know really need to see that and i think that as parents see that and the competitiveness that comes out um whether it's in basketball volleyball soccer softball um you know there's there's 
inherent risk in, in playing sports in general. There's inherent risk in walking down the street too. So, um, you know, I think that, that they're going to see a lot of value, a lot of things that come from playing the sport of football and the being a part of a team and, and things like that and all of the really the off the field lifelong lessons that we try to teach through the game of football um, are going to be the same types of things that they can learn. And so the, the, the risk of potentially rolling an ankle or, or uh, things like that on the field, you know, you're taking that with the balance of understanding what they're going to get from um, all the other great benefits of playing the sport. Um, Chris, how, how does the, the, NFL, or I guess the Detroit Lions, how, how are they embracing the, um, not really like a new phenomenon, but I, that I, I think there is where, where there's more female interest in, in football. Um, I, I, I think football is not just like the guy's sport where you're getting a lot, a lot of girls that really love football. Like I'll tell you, and this is, I come from a football family, and my sister has won the family league in fantasy football three of the last four years. And it's, it's embarrassing, but she really, she's just good. She knows her stuff. You know, she loves football, right. you know, but she's from a football family. And, but you're seeing, there's a lot of that and it's new. It's, it's becoming, you know, it's, it's more and more popular on, on the female side. So was this just like a no brainer to, to get the, like, to, to try to get more young girls in, involved and then for the NFL to get involved and, and how do you see it, it, it growing from, you know, the, the NFL fandom, um, growing from a female standpoint. Last I looked, and, and the numbers have might have might have changed, but forty eight percent of NFL fans are female. Wow! So it's 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 you're right. It's it's a super popular sport for females, and they just haven't had the the point of entry to actually. And so when you now expose them to a, a way of playing the game and they participate, perhaps they understand the game a little bit better. Perhaps they identify with the, the various teams, the community teams, the high school team, the college team, the pro team. And, and again, a, a big part of what the league and really any sport and pro sport tries to do is create fandom in and around the importance of that Sunday at one o'clock, that Sunday at four o'clock, whatever, whatever time your, your team plays. And, and to the point where um, the, the growth of girls flag football at the high school level nationwide participation over the last three years in those uh, in those uh, states that that have uh, high school flag football has grown over 40 percent in the last three years participation wise. And so um, 30 of the NFL clubs either have uh, states that are sanctioned or are doing programming to help build the the interest in playing the game. And so. Um, and, and as I probably mentioned earlier, maybe it was our, in our pre discussion, there's NAIA schools that are now offering scholarships for girls to play college flag football at their schools. And so, uh, you know, the, the momentum is, is vast and, and the momentum is, is, is great at, at all levels. And so, um, you know, there's, there's some cl NFL clubs that are, are not starting their pilot leagues at the high school level. They're starting at the middle school level. And so um, it's every, every, every different club it, it has been different in how they they've originated, but bottom line, uh, you know, all 32 clubs are, are of the belief that 
that we can continue to grow that fandom. Um, you know, I don't know if we're going to ever take it over 50% uh, NFL fans, but nonetheless, uh, you come down to Ford field and uh, you see it pretty balanced in terms of male, female. And, and that's really encouraging and exciting to see. I mean, we've got a, a female uh, lions fan uh, fan club, um, woman of the pride we call it. And, and uh, you should see how, uh, energetic, enthusiastic, that fan club is. And it's just, it's really neat to see. And so um, I, I think this is, I think we've only just begun as far, as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, this, this question is for both of you guys. Um, you know, Chris, I know you mentioned though, the pilot league, you said that a few times. So where would you guys say we are, we are at right now uh, with, with our initiative in the state of Michigan and then, where would you, what, what is our vision you think long-term? So I'm thinking a couple of years down the road. I know you mentioned some other States. Um, it took them about three or four years to really get going. So I, I know it's kind of a two-parter question. So where, where do things stand now uh, in the immediate? And then where do you guys see us going or where do you want us to go? Um, yeah, I, I start from, from our, our vantage point. I mean, I, 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 I think the initial conversation that that Brian, you and I have had, and and uh, um, Nick Merlo have had from Rochester Hill Stony, uh, the ability to to start a a four team pilot league at least to, to initially and and get things off the ground. You'd be surprised at, at Brian since since um, we last had our, our one of our last Zoom calls um, and we started to promote some of the girls flag program and that we're going to be conducted at Ford Field in March. You'd be surprised at some of the conversations and the and the the responses that I've gotten. Uh, you know, one one parent reached out and said, uh, "There's two private schools that would be very interested in being a part of something like this." Um, I just had uh, a couple in, in promotion of this girls' flag clinic we're talking about in March. Um, I've had some schools from the Madison Heights area reach out to say they want to register their teams for. So I, I think slowly but surely, just exposing people to these opportunities. Uh, is the key. So um, I have uh, communicated to you, Brian and Nick and the others as, as part of that, that pilot league we've kind of talked about. I'm vast. I'm putting together a vast um, rule book slash handbook right now to try to compile that we can in some way, you know, hopefully soon, hopefully by the end of the month, I can off to you and let's talk about some of the, the rules and things that, that uh, maybe are, are best suited for the state of Michigan. Um, because you know, we've got to put together a rule book. We've got to establish something somewhere. And so uh, I'm working on that from our end. And my hope is that that we can ultimately get to a point where the, the more opportunities, whether they be clinics for girls to be a part of, they start talking amongst their friends. They start talking amongst their parents and their peers and, and, and their coaches within their school. And this is how this thing blossoms, hopefully. And so you, you long-term from, from our, we'd love to get to a point where, um, you know, it's sanctioned down the road, but um, there's some challenges there too. And, and it's going to take some time. And, uh, you know, I don't remember the exact number of schools that, uh, that technically have to be playing a sport in order for the MHSA to consider san being sanctioned, but, but we got to start somewhere. And uh, um, you know, if we can, uh, I think our initial thought, Andrew, when we, we first talked about this way back when was, Maybe we, can we get eight to 12 teams to play? And I know you've talked, we've talked about uh, breaking up the state into the quadrants or four, four areas where we have kind of a, a regional tournament in, in each of those areas. And, and I don't know if we're there yet. I mean, you might have more to that, but uh, I think long-term, I think we've got the right people at least talking 
uh, about ways that we can make this happen for our state that can benefit all the, the student athletes that uh, want to participate. Yeah, I think he's got it dead on. I think right now we're such a small number. We're still trying to grow. We're just trying to get the word out. So I'm grateful that you were able to, to put this together and, and get out on social media a little more to, for people to learn a little bit more about this. But, um, you know, I, I do think that we're at an infancy stage with this and, and you know, Metro Detroit, certainly because of the Lions uh, organization, but also because of the population base, I think it makes it a little more natural to get that first initial league and, and kind of that piece going um, you know, this year, hopefully with somewhere between eight, eight and eight and 16 teams would be an ideal situation. I think, you know, within a year or two, we'd like to do what, what Chris just alluded to is the kind of the four regions of the state putting together some, uh, you know, people play each other. And then there's a regional tournament hosted by some schools in order to get to kind of the, the regional champions to then meet in, in a semifinal and final kind of tournament um, as we go. And I think once we get that, I really do think that you'll see it grow, um, you know, at, at a much faster rate. I think that's what we saw in other states is the first year was kind of small. The second year was a little bit more growth. And then that third year really jumped for people um, as they started to uh, really see the impact on their communities and your neighboring community now wants to jump on board and people in your in your high school leagues now see it and say, man, that's pretty cool. Let's be a part of that as well. And and so it can jump a little faster. I think it's, as Chris alluded to earlier, proof of concept, right? People want to say that this is viable. It's actually something that can work. Um, and, and so we've been able to see that in other states. Um, we've been able to see it at the youth level. Um, we've been able to see it at the collegiate level with the, you know, what the NAI schools are doing. And so we're just missing that gap of high school, I really feel like. And, and so, you know, we're going to do our part. And I know the Lions are doing their part to continue to to push this through and, and to watch it grow. And, you know, ultimately, what a great opportunity to see, uh, you know, hopefully some state titles being won at Ford Field down the road. So, yeah. Um, really, that's the ultimate goal. And, and you know, I, I'm uh, and my daughter, my, my youngest is a senior. So my two girls are are, are out and through and not going to uh, see this in terms of a, a high school sport. But, um, you know, hopefully someday I'll have some grandkids and maybe that'll be an opportunity for them to, to do it. So certainly uh, wanting to see this thing through and see it grow and be um, proud of uh, a part of what we're doing to try to continue to grow the game and, and really allow for, for opportunities for young ladies to show what they can do and hopefully earn some opportunities at the collegiate level and potentially even who knows, um, you know, Olympic or, or professional level down the road. It certainly is uh, really neat to see the NFL in, in a big Super Bowl commercial that was built up, not knowing what those things were and pre, and then to see you know, all these young and, and stars and be a part of that. And um, just a really cool ad to, to show that um, this is a neat thing that's out there and we just need to continue to grow it and make it more um, roots, bottom top and, and push together and really, see what we can do. So we're certainly interested in continuing to do our part in, in Michigan to watch this thing grow and and hopefully ultimately get to where it's an MHSA sport that's offered. I, real quick, I mentioned earlier about the, the, the female and flags initiative put together by NFL flag and they, where they have a, a 10U team, a 12U team, a 14U. You know, right now in our state, those girls that are playing at those levels don't have the opportunity to go any further. Uh, we just had a, uh, the NFL Pro Bowl games down out in Las Vegas. We just had a 9U team represent us as the mm -hmm. Detroit Lions and do very, very well in that, in that, uh, in that tournament out there. And so uh, right now in our state, they don't have anywhere to go to play once they get to an older age group. And so we've got to find, I think, ways that, that if we've got enough girls playing in our state at a younger age, Let's give them an opportunity at the middle school, the high school level to to continue on that fandom, hopefully, of of playing this game. And that's hopefully what uh, we'll get to that very shortly. 
Chris, you mentioned some of the some of the things going on down at Allen Park and in Fort Field in regards to um, you know you know clinics and whatnot and, and some education opportunities for for kids. Do you offhand know the dates on that and that you could share? Um, we are doing a uh, a girls flag clinic at uh, Ford Field on March uh, Mar- yeah Tuesday March twenty eighth from six to eight p.m. Um, the website DetroitLions.com slash girls flag is where individuals can sign up. Uh, they can also go to that page and uh, ultimately contact me if they want to sign up an entire team. So we've got discounts based on, uh, you know, if they want to sign up a team of eight or more, uh, we can provide there. We're only talking, we're only talking a, a, a registration fee of $10. And so we want to have a little skin in the game. So we're, we're not conducting programming. Uh, we want, want the girls to be there. Uh, and so we're doing that. And then we'll, we'll also do a, a, a clinic this summer out at our Lions headquarters and training facility in Allen Park. That is July 16th. I believe it's the 16th, that Sunday uh, as well. So again, another option for girls to, to take part in those. We did a girls flag clinic last summer uh, at, at, at Allen Park. We did a girls flag clinic as well at, at Ford Field back in March uh, over a year ago, almost a year ago. So uh, again, these little opportunities hopefully will provide an interest level of girls wanting to get involved and in taking this a little further in their, in their quote unquote athletic career. How do you um, how do you guys um, go about getting uh, girls? How do I say this? What is the plan to get you know girls that involved in football that may not know that they want to be involved in football? You know because it's it's like girls in athletics they're if they're if they're going outside the norm of like the traditional girl sports of gymnastics tennis you know swimming maybe you know you're seeing girls get into you know hockey's uh, girls hockey's getting you know pretty popular girls are, are you know playing lacrosse and things like that how do you get girl girls to, how, how do you like fan the flames of this um this educate educational movement to say hey girls are playing football and it's okay for you to play football too you know um how do you get a new fan base that that may not have even known that they wanted to play football to to you know to even try it out i don't think it's any any yeah sorry andrew i don't think it's yeah i don't think it's any different than what what Andrew and I do in our programs already, right? We, we see kids and we say, Hey, you want to come have some fun and have an awesome experience and learn the game of football and make some memories with, with your friends, then, then come play girls flag football for us this spring. And that's, to me, it's the, it's the positive peer pressure. We like to say like, you know, Hey, you you know, you, you talk to your friends and your friends talk about the great things and the experience they think it's going to be and, and whatnot. And you get them all out and they try it. And I just say, Hey, just come try it. You know, if you don't like it, then I won't bug you again. But obviously every like they're going to like it, you know, as long as you make it fun for them and enjoyable and get them to hang out with their friends and learn something. Like in my experience, like our girls have been like fired up to try it and they want to learn something new. And um, um, that's worked for us. I think for, for me, one of the things that has made this um, really got my attention is actually powder puff football. Like uh, for years and years and years, homecoming, you know, it tends to be a tradition that girls are playing a powder puff game, which is essentially a flag football game. Um, you know, I actually recruited a kicker for us a few years ago from the flag football or from the powder puff game. Uh, she's kicking the ball as touchbacks in the end zone. I said, you should come kick for us. And she did. Uh, 
And, uh, and I think that those things, there's a lot more girls having been involved in those things over the years. Um, those were around when I was in high school, which I'm pretty old. So that's been a while. And I think those, uh, women are now uh, having kids that are in the middle school, high school age group. And so it's become tradition. And, and I really think that it's just an untapped, uh, thing. I think the kids will come. I think that there's a lot of young ladies who would be very interested in this. It's really for us more about finding, uh, people like Brian who are willing to take it on as a coaching realm, put the schools, allowing them to have the facilities and you know, hopefully some uniforms and some things as it grows. And then ideally down the road, transportation costs, officials costs, pay, things like that. That's really the, those are the hurdles. It's, it's to me, not as much about um, getting girls, uh, young ladies to play. It's, it's a lot more about those logistical pieces that have to come into play and finding somebody to take the reins at each school and say, listen, I want to see this happen. So I'm going to work hard to, to make it happen. Um, I, I think that there's a, a lot of young young ladies who are, are ready to go and willing, and it's just a matter of getting the right people in, in the place uh, behind the scenes, so to speak, to take it on. You, both of you guys are spot on. I mean, I was you, I was going to mention powder puff, and 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 yeah, you got to make it fun. And, and so um, it's 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 not the traditional. Well, I shouldn't say traditional because that's not true anymore. But but. It's not, it, hopefully it's not a coach. That's a yeller and screamer that, that, you know, the girls want to look up to, to the individuals that are, are, are modeling good behaviors and things of like that. And it, not the guys don't either, but my point is, is that sometimes the, the men, the, uh, the, uh, the description of a high school football, no offense is, is, is someone that can be a yeller and screamer. And sometimes that's the stereotype. Is it, is it, I mean, and so, I, I, I don't think that, that, you know, if we can welcome them into what we do, if we can get them to understand that, that, as you said, Brian, it's, 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 it's the camaraderie, it's the friendship, it's the, it's the being active. Um, that's what athletes, student athletes want to be a part of is being active, being around friends and having fun. And, and so uh, you're spot on both you guys in terms of what you're talking about and, and uh, you know, finding the right individuals, like you said, Andrew, to 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 advance that within each of those schools and each of those communities, that's the key. And so, um, and I, I keep going back to it. The more we can showcase this, capturing content, capturing fandom, capturing fun in and around the game. I I know exactly what picture you're talking about, Brian. I've seen that picture of you and your daughter on a sideline. That to me, I mentioned it earlier. That to me is football as family. And that's pretty special. And if we if we can get girls to see how special those relationships can be through playing this game, um, I think we've 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 had success. I won't I won't say anything about every coach in the western part of the state, but I had I have heard stories about some of you guys can get a little bit over the coach. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, nothing but great things. Like maybe that's an old stereotype because I'm the I mean, oldest one of the bunch here. So, <laughs> but. Chris, you're right though. Like, do you, it, like, like, I don't like to say kids have changed, but like they have a lot more um, things that they could be doing if we don't make it an enjoyable experience for them. Right. With, with the advancement in technology and, and, and things like that. So like, yeah, we, we have to be on point and make sure it's a great experience for them. You know, to that point too, we're not as far as initiating this, this, this idea of, of playing a high school club sport flag football we're not talking about practicing four nights a week and, and playing a game on a friday night 
it's, it's, it's a practice of a couple times a week, typically to start. That's kind of what we've talked about. And, and it's the time commitment isn't, isn't as, as great as, as you football coaches put in. Um, you're not watching a ton of film initially, right? You're, you're going out there designing some plays, putting together a defense, uh, playing some man-to-man, understanding rules, understanding how to flag pull, understanding how to route run, and, and uh, you're being active. And so I think uh, if we could pr- pr- uh, promote that side of the game too, um, it is a, it, it's, it's football, but it's a different type of football. And so I think that's really important to girls to be able to sell it to them that way in terms of uh, the, the time commitment as well. Yeah. Uh, Coach Barnes, I think we're getting short on time here. Love it. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate you guys. Um, this has been great. Uh, we're definitely uh, going to continue to grow the game and work really hard to, uh, to make sure this is uh, a positive experience for all the girls involved. And, and you know, we're, we're all on board and we're going to make sure that happens. So um, thank you guys for being here. Quick reminder, our, our Twitter handle uh, for inside the coach's office is just simply at inside the office. That's the best way to contact us. Um, mine personally is at coach Barnes two zero. Uh, we're always looking for a show topic ideas and, or anybody that you think would be a, want to be a guest on our show. Um, uh, Chris and Andrew, if you'd be willing um, to share any of your, you know, contact information, social media, um, a lot of times I think is the best way to, to reach out to other coaches and, and to network a little bit. So if you'd be willing to share anything, um, yeah, please go ahead. Uh, we're at, at Lions uh, Football Ed or at Twitter is Lions Youth FB. Um, we do a lot of posting of all these programs that we conduct on, on those platforms. So uh, we'll be able to promote a lot of this, this girl's flag stuff on, on those things and Instagram as well. So uh, again, we want to use that, those mediums to be able to advance this cause. Yeah. And for, uh, for me, it's, I have a simple uh, um, Twitter handle. It's my, uh, it's Pratley AC, so it's uh, my last name and my uh, initials there. So Pratley AC. Also, our coaches association, which is Michigan HSFCA, so it's uh, Michigan HSFCA. So sp- spelled out um, the word Michigan and then HSFCA for High School Football Coaches Association. So those are two follows. Uh, you know, with, uh, we'll be certainly promoting this through our uh, association's Twitter account, but also uh, as we continue to grow, I personally do a lot of that as well. So. Um, looking forward to continue to see this grow and um, excited to see. I know we're going to look back in four or five years and um, kind of laugh at some of the things we had to do to necessarily get this thing started, but be really proud of uh, how far we've come as well for the work that people like Brian and Chris are doing. So uh, appreciate you guys and taking the time to do this and looking forward to seeing uh, where this heads. Awesome. Now, Thank you. Um, Co- Coach Barnes, I'm going to let you bring this home, but um... – now, I got it. Chris, it's not every day where I get to talk with someone who works for the Lions. So if I could take just one moment and ask you, how cool is your job, man? You just get to just <laughs> like, what, can you do other than the this, the girls flag football uh, um, that, that you have going on right now? Can you talk a bit more about what it is that you get to do on a day to day basis for, for the Detroit Lions? Um, in my role, I mean, I get to my office is right at Ford field. I get to look out at the, at the field. So, I mean, sometimes I, 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 cause I've been there for so long. Sometimes I, I don't realize, you know how I am fortunate. I am lucky to be able to walk in there and that's my office, but, but the, the 
excitement that I get, and hopefully Brian and, and Andrew for them knowing me can, can see that this, the excitement I get is the big, being able to be able to use this game to impact kids. I mean, that's, that's why you guys are coaches. You do you love this game, but more importantly, you love the relationships and the interactions you have with those individuals. And so um, I'm just doing it. I'm just coaching it in a different way. I'm not getting prepared to, to put together game plans and watch game film for a Friday night football game. I'm doing it through the programming that we that we do. I'll be at a school in Detroit tomorrow doing an educational school assembly for 600 kids. Um, I'll be uh, on fr- um, Friday down in Flat, Flat Rock doing two school assemblies and 500 kids. And so uh, the ability to use the, again, the game of football um, and the lions have allowed me to do all these things, to be able to use and create some of these ideas and these programs and, and these platforms to be able to advance the game, but more importantly, impact kids. And that's, that's what's so darn rewarding uh, for uh, about the, the role is that, that um, they've allowed me to be able to uh, introduce programming that had never been done before. Yeah. I, I, I I was the one who ultimately 19 years ago pitched them the ideas and the concepts to uh, conduct some of these, start some of these programs. They didn't have anybody in my role prior to this. I pitched them the ideas and the concepts and they were kind enough to, to, uh, to welcome me into the organization. And I guess I've been doing something okay because I've been there ever since. So I just, my point is, is that, you know, the ability to work with Brian, the ability to work with Andrew and, and, and collaborate and do things to help advance our game. And that's, that's what makes it rewarding. I just happen to be wearing this Lions logo. And, and so um, it's uh, it's it's important to me because I, I'm proud of what I, we represent in the football education division. I'm proud of representing the Detroit Lions. They've been good to me, and I, I want to return the favor by what we do in the communities. Chris, such a, like, I, there, I know you mentioned the word, you're, you're, you feel lucky to be working there, like, there's there's no luck involved you you had an idea you had a vision you've worked really hard to um create what what is considered to be the best uh educational department in all the nfl so you know kudos to you it's, it's awesome uh what you do and so Thank you. um you know with that we finish up our podcast um i think with a pretty cool question and everybody seems to like so we we ask our guests if there's a you know specific tradition um it can be a drill. It can be a motto. It can be a community event. It can be, um, you know, pregame warm up, jumping jacks. You know, something special. Is there anything cool and unique to you or your program or, or Chris, your department, or anything you've done in your coaching history? Same with you, Coach Pratley. It can be current. It can be previous. It can be maybe when you guys played in high school. Um, I won't say when that was, but uh, you know, is there anything cool and unique to you guys that um, would be fun to share with our listeners? Andrew, I, I got, I need some time to think, go ahead. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I'm going to go with, um, you know, we, we have our kids, um, in sport coat and tie on game days. Uh, they're required to wear, uh, you know, our school right now a Navy sport coat. We have a, a team tie that we wear. That's a Navy and, and maize college stripe tie and white button down shirt, khaki pants and dress shoes. And, uh, we travel, you know, they wear them to school on Fridays and, and we travel in them and, and wear them out on pregame uh, team meeting and, until we get a locker room to change. And I think that it's a, a cultural thing that we've added. It's really neat. Um, you know, I tell our parents and kids, they're, they're all going to graduate with a tie and a sport coat and they're ready to take a job interview. And um, our middle school coaches, the, the younger kids don't wear the sport coats, but they wear a tie. 
uh, 7th JV, and, and so they're, they're given a tie, and they learn to tie the tie, and they're going to take care of sport coat. We've got travel bags and stuff, so um, they're hanging those things up properly and hanging their pants over the hook and just learning how to, to be a professional. I know ties are maybe dying out. It seems like I didn't see as many ties when I was at AFCA this year as, as normal, but I still think it's a, a good skill set for young men uh, to, to have, and, and uh, the young ladies that we've had have uh, again, they choose their uh, attire that matches, and, and a lot of them have gone with a you know, nice uh, dress and, and a scarf uh, look as well. But, uh, you know, we certainly feel like it's important for us to look good, uh, feel good, play good. And so we're going to do that, and I think it's a cool tradition that we have. Um, you know, certainly I'm a little different in that. I'm not coaching a team necessarily. I'm seeing kids through camps or the programming that we conduct. Um, I think one of the neat things we do – at least I'd like to think it's neat during during our, our Detroit Lions summer football camps is we have a, a little program where we call uh, when kids come and check in that first day of camp, uh, we sign them in, they get their T-shirts and they, they put their gear in, in their locker rooms. They're, they're putting their locker rooms, if you will, by age. But within that first meeting that we have within that pre-camp uh, meeting in our locker rooms, we assign them to what we call an, an accountability buddy. And it's an individual who they probably haven't met with. They don't even know who that individual is. We've assigned them in advance. And a lot of times what that will do is allow a child to, it, not only it helps us from a partner standpoint, because when we're doing drill work, they're already pre-assigned with, as partners. But a, a lot of times, uh, or what we try to convey to the kids is that that individual that's your buddy, you've got to hold each other accountable. If, if, if that individual is talking, the buddy's supposed to be saying, Hey, you got to be quiet. Or, or if, if that do that person's doing a nice job doing drill work, you're there to encourage and support. And I'll never forget. I'm in Lansing, Michigan. We're conducting uh, a, a, a camp at Lansing Catholic. And uh, I told the parents in our pre-camp parent meeting that we were going to assign uh, their child to what we call an accountability buddy. And I said, the hope is with this program that um, at the end of camp that day, each day, we bring individuals into what we call a spotlight drill. And we bring, we literally put one person in the middle of, of the, the other kids within their group. We put them in the spotlight. And that accountability buddy is supposed to say something good about that individual in the spotlight. And I told this to the parents and, and the hope is I, I tell the, the parents is the hope is that that peer praise will go a long way in helping instill confidence in a child. And, and oh, no, by the way, they'll get to meet somebody new. And um, I had a parent come to me the very next day during our pre-camp parent meeting. And she flat out said in front of all the other parents, when I asked if there was any questions, she goes, uh, she goes, Chris, um, when you said that you hoped that this accountability buddy program would help not only in, in uh, help um, gain f uh, friends for your for your child, but also help instill confidence, she flat out said, "I think this is a bunch of BS." She said that, and I said, and she goes, "My child came back after that first day, and when that his accountability buddy said something to him in front of all his peers, the the way his face lit up." showcased and, and built a confidence in him that that she said it lasted throughout the rest of that week and, uh, and ultimately she told me that at the end of the camp and I said right there we've made an impact on one child imagine how many other people just just by assigning them a, a buddy uh, imagine what uh, we could what are doing 
to, to all the other individuals that uh, maybe the parents aren't saying anything to me. And so um, really, I know it's a long-winded story, but it's something that we're really proud of to pair up individuals that way. Because uh, again, like I said earlier, multiple times, football is family and maybe it's not your, your direct family, but, but you're ultimately part of this group. And uh, that's what uh, the game of football, that round, that oblong football that we all love is, is bringing people together. And uh, I think that's pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fellas, um, this has been a, a great show. I want to thank you guys, coach Prattley, uh, Chris. Um, I want to thank you guys for taking some time and, uh, you know, kind of, just um, enlightening us on on the world of um, girls uh, flag football, and I think you guys are dead on, man. It's it's, it's an untapped market, and you know that there's it's a fact out there that, that girls love football, and flag football is a great way to not only start the game of football, but um, you know just just to enjoy it because you, you could play flag football throughout life. You know, it's a it's a great way to play. You know, with, with with your family in the backyard, you can get together. Us old timers can get get out there and not have to you know worry about breaking a shoulder or something. You know, <laughs> like just play some flag football with your buddies. You you can it's I you know I I think it's uh it's a great movement and you know what uh what a great way to to just keep trying to get the youth involved and you know and just grow the game of football because I think we're all in lockstep um you know we're all we're all football people and and any way we can continue to to grow and help this great game of, of football you know like I'm all for it and um you know I think a, a, a lot of people would agree with me because football is it's the best game there is so you got to keep trying to find ways to keep it in a positive light and you know keep the fan base growing so, uh, fellas, um, again, I want to thank you for uh, for Coach Brian Barnes. Um, this has been another episode of Inside the Coach's Office. Good night.